Hey, what's up? This is Cody. This is Mace. And this is Rod. And welcome to the 5400 Podcast. So, what y'all been up to? What you, how did you, what, what did your guys' week look like? Well, you know, um, the usual, sleep, eat, work, uh, shower, shit, repeat. Sounds about the same <laughs> for me, shit, bro. In no particular order. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Um, shit. What did I do this week? Fucking shit. I did a whole lot of fucking work. Same shit, bro. I don't know. Same shit, <laughs> same different fucking, day. <laughs> yeah, same shit, different day. Um, fucking watched my Niners lost. Fucking ridiculous. But pretty much think- other than that, freaking same shit, man. I think y'all. I think y'all need to start Trey Lance, bro. Dude, I think you need to start watching my games more, bro. <laughs> yeah, let me just. Say I just want to say a... that I appreciate you watching our game, bro. That one time. You know, I was just, you know, just keeping keeping tabs, you know. Hey, man, it's good yeah, to know that, that you're support. a real fan, bro. Support. <laughs> That's a, emotional support. <laughs> um, my week was uh, it was kind of crazy because uh. We we had my sister moving, and um, at the same time work and stuff, and so like if you guys don't remember, I I live in Provo, and we re- usually record in West Valley, so that's kind of the thing that we kind of alternate, just seeing when everyone's available. But Shit, yeah, I I think uh, we make it happen though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just say go pack go because you know we're on our way to the ship. You know. Because uh, Aaron Rodgers is not done. Dude. It's the wrong shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hey, man. Yeah, I I remember that. It was, um, what day was that that, that we came by to um, come pick up all that shit? Remember? I think it was, it was Wednesday. It was a Wednesday? Wednesday or Thursday, one of those days. Oh, yeah, yeah. We appreciate, we should appreciate. I don't know if we can say the place it works at, but. Yeah, um, man. We appreciate the, the services. and Unless they want to sponsor us, you know. <laughs> I know. I don't think they will. So, you know. I'll just leave it up you know, to you. We'll to just, just leave it until, submit that request. you know, let me go ahead and, uh, yeah, submit that request. <laughs> and that goes for any other sponsors out there, please. Let us know. Like and subscribe to our, not our channel, but our podcast. But, uh. So let's let's move on to um, mental health. Uh, that's what our um, topic is today. And for anyone that talks about this um, right now, I think it's a heavy topic. And not only that, it's just uh, one of those things that um, it's like a emotional. It's attached to emotion um, with like COVID and stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, how how did it affect you guys? Or how has um, uh, mental health like? Oh, like how's my, our mental health been since COVID? Or yeah, since COVID been? and just like just this year, because I know this year has been shit so far. But I'm not gonna lie, when it first, I, I don't mean this like in a uh, like I'm trying to downplay anything. But when when COVID first hit and everybody's like, um, you know, you gotta get to go home now, work from home. I was like, hell yes. Thank you. Please. I just roll out of my bed now and work. But I mean it's it's now that it's like it's been over a year mm-hmm. and it, it was like almost a full year when they had the lock 
But um, it's been nice to go back to the office every now and then and see people. Like, I haven't seen them, like my coworkers for a year, which is kind of weird. But it's nice, though, just <clears throat> to meet with actual people in person. Yeah. yeah. No, it's crazy because um, opposite of you, Mace, um, me and Coley were actually working together for about probably almost a year. Yeah, like almost a year when COVID hit. And um, we have been seeing, or like as far as me, I've, um, as far as like mental health type shit, um, the whole COVID shit, like to me personally, um, it didn't really like affect me. Um, just cause, um, cause I was still fucking going to work. I still had to go into work. Kind of focus. Yeah, kind of focus on that yeah. grind. Um, being COVID, and being a fucking essential worker with fucking no benefits and shit, fucking still had to go to work. Still had to fucking, you know, make money and shit. So, um, as far as like mental health for me personally, it um, like it really didn't affect me at all. Yeah. I think you know what I mean, cause I was. You were just doing I, the I was, norm. Yeah, right? I was like doing the norm while everyone else was complaining and shit. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know. But as far as my mental health, um, it's it's been pretty much the same for me at least. Okay, cool. No, I yeah, I I see what you mean, Rock. Cause um, we we try to normalize living like this, but at the same time, um, it's it's so much different than what we were doing before. So far out of yeah. The norm. yeah, like working from home. I mean, I I know you were working from home before, but. Uh, it was that? never to this this extent where like yeah. I had almost no contact with except for people that live in my household. Yeah. Like it's it's it was strange going like especially just even going like shopping for groceries. Yeah. Um, it was weird. Like if I didn't have masks, I couldn't go in, and so I ended up just doing like the order pickup. Yeah. But even that was like a. It was both nice, but it's also like strange. Going to the grocery store and not like window shopping, kind of just yeah. the aisles like you normally would. Yeah. Um, just going there and picking up my shopping from like the back of the store. Yeah, yeah. yeah just have someone like come bring it to you. <clears throat> yeah, and then it's like having always forgetting that you know I, when somebody comes trying to talk to me and I'm in my car, like my my normal tendency is to roll down my window, you know, to talk to them. But I don't have my mask on. They're just like as soon as I roll down my window, they back up. I don't know, like, yeah. um, <laughs> hey, what do you have, man? Yeah, Sir, a <laughs> Yeah, no, but yeah, like, like I will say that that would like that part right there was like probably like the the weirdest kind weirdest, of part, yeah. you know, after being like so normal of like just you know being close to like other people and still like not have to worry about oh do you have COVID or some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like yeah, I think that part was probably like, the weirdest part for me to like not being able to like you have to fucking cover your face with remember the I have fuck with, with <laughs> yeah, like, like a fucking face shield, shield and, and shit. The mask. Yeah. Like, yeah, and the mask. Yeah, it was um that was probably like the weirdest part. But my my hardest thing was uh having kids um when the pandemic was um was happening. Um for my son we didn't really take him out but at the same time we had to do stuff. Yeah. And so whenever we'd take him out of the out of the, the house we would just be <clears throat> We would like alternate. Me and my wife just alternate with going into the store, coming back. We didn't want to really take him out because, at the same time, you know, we want to try to keep him, yeah, keep yeah. him safe from everything. And that was just another fact that I that I that fucked me up because I was like, dang, I don't want to expose my son, but we do have to do things, you know. And then we had a kid, and uh, recently, and that was a COVID baby, so 
you could tell what me and my wife were doing, but COVID babies. <laughs> COVID shout out to shout all out to y'all. Yeah. Shout out to all you COVID babies. <laughs> Might end up having another uh, like a boomer year, baby boomer. Uh, yeah. From everybody being locked down, there's only a few things you can do. So yeah. So moving on to the to um, what I have prepared, and um, it's not so. Let me put it like this: um, It's not until I married my wife that um, that it was that it was even something that I even gave the gave like the space in my head to, to think of because I I always thought it was bullshit, you know. Growing up, you know, we'll get to this even later. But growing up, growing up in in a Polynesian family, you know, it's just you know, hey, just get it done. Get over it, yeah. yeah, and so. That's the mindset going into it was uh, just get over it. Like it, that's you just you just you're just thinking about that too much, and uh, it's not until we really kind of uh, put our foot down into it, and uh, we've seen a therapist, and then therapist, you know, of course I was like, fuck this therapist. The therapist yeah. don't know shit. He, she, yeah. you know. I'm not gonna lie, I, I, you know, and it's stereotype, but I. I think the same thing. Whenever I heard it, like therapist, and I, I go to therapy and shit like that, yeah. I always thought that's some white people thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some white people shit. Yeah, I mean, same too. Like, like I don't believe in therapists. You know what I mean? Like, you pay a person to listen to you. Like, mm-hmm. that's when you got your brother. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. why are you gonna pay someone to, to listen to you when you can just talk to your fucking your brother, your cousin, a friend, or some shit? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's free. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. And you, you know what I, I, I found out that it's, it's not only, like, it's not only that you have it, but there's a, it's, I don't want to say it's hereditary, but, um, it's like, like in the family too. And so whenever I was talking to my wife about it, she was like, um, talking about her family and and that they had issues as well. And I was like, man, that's crazy that, um. That they had kind of the similar, similar, um, like mindset she had because the mindset she had was kind of like, um, she just didn't really know what to think or she didn't know how to feel, um, just kind of empty emptiness. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what that feels like, but but at the same time, I had to, you know, I don't want to tell her like, oh, talk to someone else. Of course, I I told her to talk to a therapist, but for me, I didn't know how to help her. I feel helpless. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Like it's it's hard. Like if you if you're on the outside looking at it, and it's it's hard to <clears throat> help somebody who's going through it. Like if, especially if yeah. you can't relate to, relate, to huh? how it feels and what it is that they're going through. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's one of the main things, though, is like the issues that it's just not talked about a lot. Yeah, and it's just because the subject of like mental health is almost viewed as like taboo. Like you can't talk about. So, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be able to address some of those here in this episode today, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And uh, so, what does it mean? You know, I feel like you know we kind of already established like kind of our own take on on um, on uh, mental health, but like, how do we how do we like break the cycle of just having that kind of mindset, and not only that mindset, but like just like having that that mental like i i guess you, i could you could say like that mental like gap that you have and kind of like getting that mental awareness like yeah you, like you even recognize that either you or somebody else is going through yeah 
um, either mental health crisis, whether it be like and and just the kind of out there like when you say mental health, it doesn't. It's not just like depression and things like that. Like there's a wide range of different mental health issues, mm-hmm. but I think the most common one that people recognize is like depression, yeah. uh, suicide, or um, and like just that sense of uh, almost like despair. Yeah. Like yeah. Like you're the only one going through it. Nobody else knows what you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what I felt like with with uh, my wife because you know it, it. She was like, I, I, I'm feeling like this, and I'm like, how how does that feel? Like how do how do you feel like that in the first place? She's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, that's kind of something we need to take higher than what I could do. My abilities. Yeah. I can't really, I can't really give you. Can't like relate to or it or something no. like that. And I know that there's like there's always been like. Um, Kind of like you were saying, growing up, whenever there was like an issue, and either with other people or even myself, like whenever I looked like towards a grown up or somebody that I looked up to for like help or like guidance, they just like you know like something's wrong with you, like yeah. And I, and I understand it now that it's it's mainly just because they didn't really understand or know how to react to it or even what it is. Yeah. So they just. I'm being like, there's something wrong with you. Like, yeah. Like, just yeah. Go pray about it. Or like, yeah. um, you know, like, and like, also, um, I kind of think it kind of fucking like starts on like the way that you was like, like growing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think like a lot of it has to do with like, like people's like own like personal experiences. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like everyone like obviously like like we like we've known each other like our whole lives, but at the same time like we still grew up with our own personal, you know, like, like, like different views and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I think, uh, yeah, like for me, at least, like, I think it just depends on how, like you were raised and like, like what you did growing up and shit. Like if you were comfortable, you know, talk about that shit, then obviously like you were like more open to like, you know, okay, like let's talk about this shit. Or if you, you know, if you had, you know, bad experiences or some shit like that, then you probably would be like more like reserved, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, there's always something that's attached to yeah to you why you're me? feeling like that or or any kind of trauma. I feel like right. And yeah, I think it's true. Like that saying, people, um, especially like specialists in the field, have where it's you're a product of your environment, of like the raising the up of your surroundings. Yeah, like what it surrounds you affects you as a person. Like it's not necessarily like who you're born, like, who your parents are, like, that does, but it doesn't, like, shape or mold who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that usually affect that is what surrounds you. Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. That's true. I, and, like, going going off that, I just, uh, and well, one of the things that the therapist advised her to do is just have, have different, um, have different, like, uh, man, I, I, I lost it, but, like, it's uh just like filler times, not like oh, kind of like trying to do like busy work. Yeah, busy yeah. work and yeah. busy work and just uh, outlets, outlets, um, just doing it different outlets. Even even if it's the like, like a simple walk around the block or or just doing something because um, at the time I think she was we had our kids and she didn't really know what to do with the kids to like to get them to like to stop crying and I'm just you know at the time I was like you know what. You know, 
That's stressful. I'll take the kids. Yeah. I'll take yeah. the kids. You go on a walk, take your car, do whatever, you know. Yeah, no. Just have you have your time so you can step back so you can have something, you know. Yeah, de-stress. <clears throat> yeah. And that's relatable too cuz um cuz my lady like was like the same way after she was pregnant, which I was thinking that it was probably just like you know, like when like a lady gives birth, you know what I mean? There's so many different hormones going on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I remember like the doctor was talking about it too. Um, what's that shit called? Like postpartum? Yeah, postpartum uh, yeah, depression. depression, whatever type shit. And um, yeah, like my lady was going through that too. Um, like after she had, like after she had given birth. Um, but I think like one thing that kind of helped her too was like, you know, like she like always stayed busy with work. Um, cause after she gave birth, she just, you know, went straight back to work, went, mm-hmm. you know, working her normal 10, 12 hour shifts. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of just helped her like, to like, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, just, just like kind of keep her, her mind off, yeah, of keep it. Her mind off type shit. And let me just say this too, um, that like outlets, just make sure it's healthy outlets yeah. instead There's of like, no, like I'm going to go shoot people <laughs> for yourself for that. Yeah. We don't, I mean, yeah, that's, that's. That's another thing that I wish I could go back in time, because um, I know we all know that we we all have people in our lives that even uh, get, did get to that point. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate. And I feel like you know there's there's things that we could do, but at the same time, um, their mindset they didn't really reach out. You know, they got to the end the end of their rope where they felt like the only outlet was suicide. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. And like I, I for me. My outlet was, was smoking and drinking, and like, is that healthy? I don't think so. But at the same time, it's like, is it fun? I'm like, yeah. that is still my outlet. <laughs> Fuck you, talking shit. <laughs> so, uh, let me let me just drop this these facts on you guys real quick. 1.9 million children from the ages three to seventeen have been diagnosed with depression. And this is a source. I'm going to drop the source in the link uh, in our description so that you guys can, if you guys feel like you guys want to go and look look into this even more. But whenever I was thinking about this, 3 to 17, I was thinking about it. My son's fucking 2. He's about to be 3. And it's like, dang, that's... Man, that that breaks my heart, dude. It's hard to think that even a child that young can go... Yeah. Yeah. But that's crazy though. Like, like, how does someone like recognize a three-year-old being depressed? Oh, sh- well, I, I, I could think. You know, of, I, mean? I could think of three things. <laughs> I could think of three things like like trauma in the home, or just not having a father figure, and just kind of like I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not saying that like what you're saying is is invalid. But at the same time, like there's things that trigger that that no one sees. You know, because I I feel like I remember kids that we went to school with that was like i remember the teacher was like what's wrong with you and it's like dude you don't know that he doesn't have like he doesn't have those important roles in their life to 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 even act right or not even act right but just yeah act right you know what let's say act right just kind of get you like a like a base (laughs) like a uh, like a foundation type yeah you know what i mean because i feel like that the foundation that they that we instill in our kids it's it's not gonna you know be the same thing, but at least they have a foundation to go off of. Because I remember just thinking, oh my parents, my parents went through this, and I'm like, but I'm the one, I'm going through it. Like, I, how do you how do I feel? Yeah, you know. 
So, yeah, I, I don't know what oh, do you guys crazy. like. I know you said, but three to seventeen, and that 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 baffles me because I'm like, holy shit, from the age of three. You know the like teenagers, especially like that three to seventeen. Like as you get out of like the toddler, um, and you start developing like your own personality and trying to make friends, school. Like I can see it. I understand it now. Mm-hmm. Like especially, um, I, well, in my in my own my own situation, like when I remember growing up, I I don't think like even though I grew up with like without a without a father figure or my like my dad, um, my father figure was my grandpa, but I never felt like uh, anything was missing at least for me. But that's because my mom did a really good job of playing both roles. Like I never had the like. <laughs> I don't think I actually questioned like where's my dad at until I was maybe nine or eight. Right. When I, I was like, all right, something's a little different. Yeah. Like Father Day, Father's Day comes around, but my mom always had me had it so that I um, would just give it to my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until like start going to school and things like that, and then they start uh, you know hanging out with other kids and children. And then when they either uh, their parents get introduced to mine, and then I notice you know they have two two parents, but I'm the only one who has one. Um, but I like I said, my mom did a really good job, like of playing both roles. I never had the question of like where's my dad at. Mm-hmm. Like that, so. Yeah, it's just um, I can only imagine like what it would feel like for for those who were in a similar situation, but still had those kind of questions, or even. Uh, one and an unfortunate situation where they didn't have either. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, and um, as far as me, um, I mean, as far as 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 far as I can like fucking remember, um, I just remember like my like my older brothers and sisters always just telling me just to like, like just like don't give a fuck about what other people you know like think about you or like say about you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like I was kind of told like that mentality to like dude you know what i mean like like who gives a fuck you know you know like 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 like, who cares about you know what i mean like just like like just focus on you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um i mean as far as like like um the fact check that you said uh like the um three to 17 um i mean as far as in my life that i can remember um as far as me personally um i've I've never really dealt with depression in like my early teen years um, just cause I was, you know, I, I was kind of still in like, like that mentality of like, man, like I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I'm fucking 17 years old and shit. You know, da, 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 da. <laughs> you know the world. Like, I fucking know the world and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, cause like we were all in that fucking stage, you yeah. know what I mean? Like no. at, like at one point in time, you know what I mean? And, um, but to be honest with you guys, um, I fucking didn't even hit depression until, or I didn't, I didn't even get or feel depressed until I was like, until I was married, and and like, I'm not saying that like in a bad way about being married. It's just in my particular case, there was just a whole bunch of shit in my in my marriage um, that was just going on, and then I think that was when like the first real time, like real real time, that like I actually felt fucking depressed. 
Yeah, yeah, like I felt, like I realized, like oh shit, you know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah, like something's weird, you know what I mean? And um, something like you know, like something like that, like never happened to me before, so I couldn't relate it to anything else. To where I'd be like, okay, you know, this happened to me before, so I I dealt with it this way, yeah. So I can try and you know, didn't have anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't have anything to go off of because I never felt that shit before. And um, yeah, like as far as me, that was probably like the first real time. That um, I actually kind of went through that mental health stage of like being depressed and shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. Amen, amen. Um, the next point is it's not even a fact, but it's just thinking about the adolescent adolescent ages now. And for me, I work at I work at like a a group home um, per se, um, and I see kids that <clears throat> were exposed to drugs at an early age. And not to say that it was their choice, but it was the choices of their parents. And it's like, man, that's kind of crazy that um, kids would be exposed to those kind of things and then face it later. Because whenever they're with us, they're like, man, I didn't know I could be happy with like just being sober. I'm like, dude, yeah, there's a whole bunch of shit out there that you can experience that you don't need things. You don't need. You don't need meth for you don't need yeah. to you don't need to be high like all the fucking time yeah and then, and, and they're like man it, yeah it's just opening my eyes to a lot of other things and that's i think that's for me that was, that's a rewarding thing for me to work um head to head with these kids because a lot of them you know they have pushback oh fuck you you're not my dad you know you don't know you don't know me and i'm like of course i don't know you but at least i'm someone to tell you hey dude maybe try it this way you know and of course i get you know, I'm a random ass dude coming. Yeah. I work at a facility. You know, I'm, I'm probably the last person they want to hear. Like, tell them what You're to like, do. Who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you? What the fuck I gotta do? What you say? <laughs> and I, 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 I've, I've seen a lot of people's, um, like the way they work. There's, there's a lot of people that go in hard, and <clears throat> they're very stern at first. Yeah, yeah. Like you do it this my way or the highway type shit, and it's like. My, I feel like I would go. My approach all the time is, you know, not even befriend them, but just like be like, "Hey, there for you, dude." I don't know, and I'm not boasting, but there's a lot of kids that's like, "Hey, dude, thanks, man," and I'm like, "Hey, dude, like at least I showed you something." You know what I mean? To to at least use in their life. You know, kind of touching on like the same subject. Um, when I was in high school, I don't know if you guys remember, but they had. Um, at Kern's High, K-Town, Cougars. Uh, they, had, uh, <laughs> they had the face movement, uh, which was an after-school program started by some students from the U of U. Yeah. You know, and um, uh, at first when I started going around there, it was just, I was like, all right, it's something to do after school, I guess. And just go check this out, see what it's about. And um, got to meet, like, a lot of the... Uh, uh, the members who created the face movement were running it, and you know, got to see that it was a. They were trying to build like a safe place, or at least they they did build a safe place for students to come and talk about whatever it is, and they didn't have to worry about being judged or uh, even filtering, having to worry about filtering themselves. Like you can say whatever you want, uh, whether it's for has a lot of profanity in it, it's vulgar, whatever you want to say. This is a space for you to say it in. Yeah. Um, to make sure that you're heard, but 
like even even myself when I was going through there and when I even became a quote unquote mentor uh, in the program, like even when I was a mentor, I was still, I guess, uh, finding myself and uh, understanding my own mental, my own mentality, like my own thought process, things like that. Because there's also like some some heavy stuff around a junior high year. Well, my junior high year, you guys are sophomore. Uh, into our, our senior year or my senior year, your guys' senior year. Yeah. Um, and even like I myself was struggling to like come to uh, grasp with or even understand it. Um, like I, I struggled like a lot with like uh, it wasn't it's not so much like self-worth or things like that but it's just from like a, a young age um because i was i was the oldest in our in our family uh whenever we were caught doing bad things either with my cousins or not it's usually the oldest that's always like hey yeah. what are you doing like you should know you better. know better yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i don't like... know better <laughs> obviously <laughs> i'm with that <laughs> He's doing the I same shit. <laughs> but yeah, I think that like some of that kind of got it stuck with me, even though I, I hadn't heard it for a couple of years. But that same whole thought process still stuck with me. Like, like why did you like sometimes when I would do actually like make a choice or a decision, that same thought would creep into the back of my head. Like, why did you do that? Like, you know better. Yeah. Even though I I really didn't, but it just kept coming up. Yeah. Yeah. One point that I wanted to hit on again on two was uh, social media, um, because we all know that social media is one of the biggest things, and not only now but in the past, but specifically now because of the pandemic, as well as like adolescents using um, social media as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean it's like just one of the. Uh, it fucking went up. It went ways up. That we communicate with each other now. Yeah. Yeah, fucking with um with like social media, um, and also I'm not sure if you guys knew this also too, but with um like Utah also has a like ever since the pandemic, uh-huh. um Utah's podcast community fucking blew up. Yeah, yeah like yeah. everyone started doing podcasts like r- like around here in Utah, and um and I think also that kind of like um it kind of like led into people. So like, cause I'm not sure if you guys remember, but like, remember like back in the days where we would see few videos of like here and there of like people like uploading videos of like them like talking about depression type shit. Yeah. Like yeah. like like it was it was like a video here, a video there. Like it wasn't really big like up until COVID. How people started like like you know uploading more shit on like you know people like being more depressed and like there's even like fucking TikToks on it too. Yeah. Like people would make videos um about you know, like, what they're going through type shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I think ever since COVID happened, um, I think social media has kind of been also a good way for people to kind of, like, express, right? Yeah, like, 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 um, express themselves, you know what I mean? Um, like, without judgment, pretty much. <clears throat> or, yeah. I mean, with judgment, too, you know what I mean? Yeah, I but say, like, all those fucking comments, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it kind of goes both ways. But, I mean, at least for me, the way that I see it, um, I, I think, social media kind of help like 
help put like mental health into like a mainstream kind of like you know platform type shit. Yeah, and just like letting people know that they're not the only ones feeling like that. Cause yeah, I feel like, I feel like the United States, <clears throat> we didn't really like. We didn't really like. Oh, you're going. You're the one. You're the weird one if you're depressed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like <clears throat> so stigmatized that like there's that, that's what I was talking about. Like that whole there's something wrong with you. Yeah, like, yeah. Assigning blame to the person who's going through it yeah, instead yeah. of trying to help them. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like um, one of the things, though, is like you know it's 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 more widespread now. It's like the out in the mainstream, so there's a lot, like you were saying, a lot more people bring more awareness of it and what mental health issues are and what they look like um, and the large variety of like, what it covers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also, too, um, um, they are, like, when you were talking, the fucking random thought just came to my head. Fucking, um, uh, like, because, like, cause, like, we all know, like, we all knew that fucking mental health was big. Um, as far as like within like Polynesian people, but um, I think ever since COVID happened, um, I think I didn't really like really focus on it and like realize that oh shit, you know what I mean like like my people, you know, is like going through like this shit like heavy, you know what yeah. I mean? And then um, and then it kind of also led to where I'm not sure if you guys remember, but like I think it was like last year or two years ago, um, is when people first started realizing that like hey bro, like remember. Remember fucking so-and-so from, you know, back then, like, yeah, like, he's fucking, like, fucking hella addicted to, like, meth right now or some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then we just kind of, like, slowly started figuring out that so-and-so, you know, was doing this, other this person was doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think COVID kind of just, as far as me personally, COVID made me realize, like, oh, shit, you know what I mean? Like, fucking, like, my brothers and my sisters, you know what I mean? It's, like, going through, like, some deep shit and, like. I never even fucking knew about that yeah, shit. Touching, touching on that same like thought, I think it's the the whole like experience of that COVID brings with it to the isolation. Yeah, the expression yeah. Feels. Like it's the same. It's a similar feeling to that of depression. I think is why I think a lot more people are more vocal about it now, expressing it. Like especially their thoughts on social media, whether it be you know like Facebook, YouTube. Uh, like you said, TikTok, things like that. Like it's, I think more people are just speaking out about it now because they're realizing, um, like the like how it makes them feel, the effects that it has that it has on their life. Yeah, and it becomes it becomes some of our. I'm not gonna lie, like social media is one of the first things I I go to to even check up on family. You know, like hey, how are you doing, bro? Like it's been a while since I saw you and and all that and. Just, just knowing that social media is there, and it could be addicting. I could say that, you know, like I said, the first thing I, first thing I pick up is my phone, you know, and I, I feel like I need to stop that because I, I need to say good morning to my wife and stuff, but I'm over here on Facebook, oh, like, yeah. seeing what people are doing, and I'm, I'm kind of the opposite, and that's mainly just because uh, before, like even before COVID, like I, I was like posting whether it's a funny video or like a meme or something on Facebook like almost every hour yeah yeah. it it got to that point where where it is addicting like I'm just you know I just catch myself like late at night I'm in bed scrolling through Facebook or TikTok or YouTube and then by the time I notice it it's fucking five o'clock in the morning yeah I had to go to work for like a couple hours (laughs) 
No, um, you know what's crazy too is um I was just thinking about this right now. Uh, now that we're talking about this topic, um, kind of just like looking back, uh, in, like in my life, probably like a few years ago, um, as far as like polys and like there was like you know what I mean because like Golly Mason know this you know like like with my with like my first marriage and shit, um, I was going through hella shit, and um, the people that 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 like I would kick it with, um. Now that I'm like fucking like looking back on it, like, like bro, like they were fucking like, like they were depressed too, you know what I mean? But it was kind of just like something that like we just never really spoke about, you know what I mean? Like kind of yeah. how we were talking about, and um, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, like looking back on it now, like, like I fucking should have like said something at least, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I was going through it, you know what I mean? So yeah, you never know. Yeah, like, um, I fucking never, I never really knew how to express it, you know what I mean, or how to say like. Hey, you know, I'm fucking going through some shit. You know what I mean? I like, it, like it was kind of hard to express, but looking back, um, especially with polys, because I um all the polys that I used to kick it with, like now that I'm like fucking looking back at it, like like they was going through some shit too. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's true. Like a lot of you know, there's even myself. Like there's been times in my life where I was just like try to play it off or shrug it off. Yeah. Like pretend that it doesn't affect me when it does. And that's mainly just because of the, you know, uh, the whole things that we've been told, like a certain way to act. Um, you know, like like I was saying, like, you know, you're old enough, you should know better. Or one that, uh, like, especially for males, is that, man, what's wrong with you? Man up. Like, yeah. just get over that shit. <clears throat> but it's, it, I mean, it affects everybody differently in a different way. And each, each person has their own way of coping with it. So. Yeah. Good thing that you said that because that leads into what we're talking about next. And the source of this is uh, the Utah Department of Health. And um, Salt Lake City and West Valley City have the largest and the second largest population of Tongans of any city in the U.S. So you think about it, us Tongans, whether in Utah or wherever we live in Utah, the main cities are Salt Lake City and West Valley. And West, both in West and Salt Lake County, too. So it's all just one that's, main, the Yeah, because like, we're like yeah. fucking neighbors, pretty much. We're neighbors. Yeah. And that's crazy because, you know, I have basically my whole family's in West Valley or in, in, in the in Salt Lake Valley. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, the reason why I, I bring that up is because um, there's crimes out here. There's, you know, there's poly on poly crimes that, that I see every day. And not every day, but like um, on the news, and I have no other other way of, of of thinking of that other than the way of what were they going through, you know? And of course, you know, no one knows until it's done. Sadly, you know. But I feel like whenever um, crimes happen, there's there's usually things that lead up to it that that you could even be like, you know, hey. How are you doing? You know, just like checkups. Something simple is like, you know, as simple as a, hey man, you good? Or how you doing? You know, trying to let them know that there's, I think, it, and I, it goes back to what you were talking about with uh, your wife and the what she was told by her therapist is finding those outlets, especially healthy ones. Yeah. And I think that's a, one of the biggest reasons why a lot of, uh, especially poly males in general, like end up going into a, like a life of crime. 
Yeah. It's just because they, they don't know that there's other outlets, there's other options other than, you know, Paying my TCG, things like yeah. that, you know. Other than just kicking it with the homies on the weekend. Yeah. And drinking or or no, just. L- luckily enough, though, even though there's, you know, you have some of those games like that, there's still, especially some of the OGs will look out for a lot of the young ones. I know some in my family, uh, when I was living out in uh, Cali, I try to, try to hang with the big boys, yeah. you know, try to sip a little with them oldest cousin Sam is like, hey man, you need to get back inside, man. Go inside. Say, <laughs> like, you come out here when you're 18. <laughs> right. And some of us are, are starting young, yeah. you know. There's, I, I remember when I was, I was like 13. I was no, I wasn't even 13. I was even younger. Where I was, I was drinking, and I was like, I was like, hell yeah, this oh, is the gosh. life. Like we, we tocos, we got each other, you know. <laughs> I mean, I think that's because it goes back to like every like it's always like glamorized, especially my brothers and them. They always kind of glamorize that like gang life and you know being like if you're not with us, then you're against us. So I guess I gotta be with you because we family, or else uh, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I just I wish that there was you know times where there was somebody who like stepped in and be like, "Hey man, you know you ain't gotta you ain't gotta do that, right? You come kick it with us." A voice of reason, right? Yeah, like, just somebody to give me that, put that thought in my head of, I don't have to just do it because my family does it or because somebody tells me I have to or because that's the only way that I know or think that there is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, like, also, too, like, and, like, I also think it, like, also comes from, because, like, because, like, obviously, you know, like, like, we all came from poor families and shit. We came from fucking... Like, or at least our parents, you know, literally came from the islands and shit. They came with nothing. And then we were pretty much born into nothing. You know what I mean? And um, I think just like that mentality of like having nothing and then being surrounded by people who also had nothing and they kind of just forming like a fucking brotherhood or like whatever it is that like that like people formed and shit. Um, you know what I mean? And then kind of just like leading to like, well, like, like, like what you guys were talking about, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, like, we ain't got nothing, so, you know, let's fucking, let's fucking, like, click up or some shit, you know, like, do this shit, and then, you know, let's fucking go get some money, fucking rob this, rob, you know, like, do whatever, like, 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 y'all had to do, um, and I think that kind of just changed, like, everyone's, like, like, mind state, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cause, like, obviously, you know, Polly's, like, 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 we all about family and shit, you know what I mean? But, you know, like, like a ton of our family members, you know, like, like fucking gang related and shit, and um, it's fucking hard to get out of like that, like that mentality, cycle. like yeah. that cycle. You know what I mean? And I think like that type of shit, like, like really like leads into like depression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Depression or possibly even suicide type shit. Yeah. And then, um, and then like you know, like you see like a ton of a ton a ton of like people like that serve you know serve jail time and getting out. And then, like they're fart, they're like they're fucking starting to realize, like, fucking wasting my life and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like there's no, because you know the fucking the end result is fucking gonna end up in the pan or fucking, you know, like like resting in peace. You know what I mean? Those are the two things. Uh, I uh, sorry to, to cut you off, but those are the two things my dad will always tell my brothers, and I'm not to put my brothers on blast, but but it was true. He was he was either saying, you know, you're either gonna serve time or you're gonna die. 
and he put it up straight to them and 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 I was at the time I was like, damn, why is he wanting him to die? Like that at first I was like, that's fucked up to say, but at the same time, that was the kind of voice of reason you were saying was He's trying to get him to realize. Yeah. If he doesn't make a change <clears throat> soon, some way, somehow, those are the results. Yeah. And uh I I wanna say that we need to break the cycle. And it not only does it start with us, but it starts with the OGs, you know. The OGs, you know, I feel like, you know, they're 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 old, they're older, and you know, they could be a voice of reason to the younger ones, at least for that, as in like mental health. Because I feel like a lot of a lot of people that that, that act out violently um, have things like that, you know, like they, they either they have they feel like they they don't stand for nothing or they they feel of no worth somewhere or in their family or whatever. But just just being that that voice of reason to to be like, hey, there's there's more like like I said in the to that kid, you know, there's more than life than to just gangbang and shit. And I feel like I remember thinking, man, I feel like a sense of belonging in in the, yeah. the whole, like, oh, you know, we That's got right. each other, dude. You know, yeah, you know, and um, and like I think that's true, man. Like I, I think that's fucking true because um, which is also pretty good too because um, I think like within our community, like within the Polynesian community um i'm not sure if, if you guys remember but um I, th- I think it was like this summer or last summer when, when like the shootings were happening with like the with like the graduation parties and oh, type yeah. shit and all yeah. that shit it was this this past year yeah yeah facts and so i remember um I, I think it was like the first shooting that happened i can't remember but i remember um a bunch of people from like from like rose park glendale was like calling like this meeting you know what i mean like they're calling like this big old meeting to like bring everyone together and kind of like figure out like what's happening. You know what I mean? Um, but um, I think it just stems back to like fucking that, like, you know, like we've been doing this type of life or this type of way for so long. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, it's fucking hard to get out of that cycle. Yeah. But um, like, I'm just happy to know or happy to see that, you know, like we, like um, we have our, we, we, we have big brothers and sisters that, that's like actually like looking out for us, you know, mm-hmm. to be actually to to be actually to like call out these meetings and call people together, you know, and like try to like like figure out like what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to see that change. Like even in my own family, like my other my older uh, brothers they were kinda in and they were stuck in that cycle. Like in and out of jail, like repeat offenders, things like that. Mm-hmm. But um I think it was <clears throat> um my brother Kent. He was first to break the cycle. He, he, ended, he actually ended up moving out to like Nevada and everything with his family, his wife Sharon, their kids. And, uh, even like he wasn't that big. he wasn't the biggest like uh, active person in the church. I know shocker, gang member is active in church, but um, <laughs> he actually got his uh, temple recommend, and then they were able to get sealed. Yeah, like, he, that's he crazy. Worked, it's a lot of work, but. It's possible. Yeah, there's always a way out, and you know that there's there's uh together with people with with the guys that are like all oh, about it about it, and then they have, I'm not saying that all OGs are are not stopping it, but there's like you said there's OGs that are that are doing stuff with their family. It, yeah. yeah, and uh, I I remember my brother was man shout out to my brother he's he's serving a 25 to life sir uh sentence shout out to him he was the voice of reason for me. He was telling me, I, one day I was, 
I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a part of the, you know, the, the family. And then he was like, he was like, what, 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 what are you saying? And I, I was tell, I was telling him, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna tell him right now. I'm a part of it. Yeah, I'm about it. He slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> he slapped the shit out of me. Like, hey, you're not about it, dude. <clears throat> and at that time, I was like, I was like, that's fucked up. You just slapped me, dude. Like, the fuck? I thought we were family. <laughs> <laughs> but but he was telling me, you know, and and from that, I was like, yeah, I'm not about it. Like, like. All right, so <clears throat> never mind. <laughs> no, nah, man, I I get it though. That's what I'm saying. Like the same thing with my uncle Sam. We kind of, you know, I was trying to kick it with my brothers, and then I was probably I was still in junior high at the time. I was uh, maybe 12, 13, and they're out in the they're out the corner, uh, just drinking and everything. I'm, I try to come sneak out there and get a little sip. My uncle Sam catches me all the time. He's like, "Hey, dude." Get the fuck back inside, man. <laughs> Go watch TV or something. You, when you're old enough, you come back out here. <laughs> Go play Madden inside, yeah, huh? Go play with the GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, um, now that we're talking about that, you know what I mean? I just want to shout out everybody and anybody, you know what I mean, that's like that's like looking out for like, you know, like whether it be like your like younger brothers or brothers sisters, sisters, you know, like little friends, nephews. And um, I also want to say shout out to Coley, my nigga Coley right here, for fucking doing the job that he does, uh, for, you know, just, like, looking out for, like, the youth, you know what I mean? Um, which is something that we all need to do, you feel me? Yeah. Um, like, like we need to, like, look out for our youth, man, because... That's the future. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's our future, you know what I mean? Like, we're the future of, like, our fucking older brothers and sisters, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, you know what I mean? I want to shout out everybody... And anybody, uh, you know, out there that's doing it, that's, you know, like, even though you feel like you're probably not getting any any kind of recognition or any type of, you know, like, compensation or whatever, you know what I mean? I just want to say, you know, like, I'm proud of y'all. Um, I love y'all. You know, I'm like, like, and, you know, just keep doing it. You know what I mean? Like, keep looking out for fucking, for, for everyone. You know what I mean? Like, just keep doing it. Yeah. I second that because... There's, there's a lot of times where we, we don't think that anyone's listening. But at the same time, <clears throat> we need to make sure that we're hearing them. You know, because there's, there's people that, you know, post shit. And it's like, man, are they, are, are they like, are they, are they trying to tell us something? Or is, is, this, is this just a front? Or are they trying to get attention? That's one thing I feel like. It's quick to my mind. It's like, oh, he's trying to get attention, you know. Yeah. Oh, fuck, they're just, they're just trying to, trying to, like get like pretty party on shit to them. But yeah, no, I I felt the same way when I've seen like some posts and things from friends, um, or even like uh, in one of my own experiences, I had a friend. This was like maybe two, two or three years ago, and um. I hadn't known him for very long. Uh, it was maybe like uh, eight months, some of that. We, we just started kicking out more. We, like, uh, I guess the kids would say now, we vibe. <laughs> I fucking hate that. I fucking hate that word, dude. <laughs> but not like, you know, like, oh, we understand each other, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, there, there was a moment where he was like, I, it was like late at night. And I, I saw him call me like on my phone, but he's like he usually never called unless we're like we have something planned that we're doing or something else like that. And uh, you know, he had just hit me up and he's like, 
Um, so like, hey man, uh, I was like, hey, what, like you doing okay? He's like, you all right? Like what's up? I was like, hey, man, I'm just walking here at the overpass, and the homeboy like started like he sent me like a picture of the overpass, and he's like, this. you know, most of them they have like fences and everything else yeah. to protect them, but like no, no, prote- no protection, no guard, like, yeah, no gate guard or some or shit. Fence or anything. He's like, dude, I'm just tired of everything, tired of life. And I was like, I was like, hey man, like, hold on, like, what's going on? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, is, is he just kind of? It all just like all of a sudden, just out of nowhere for me, just out of the blue. And um, like you're saying, there's like those little signs that you you know you see, and you think, oh no, nah, they're just looking for attention or things like yeah. that. But you know. Uh, after having gone through like that experience where like he called me out of the blue and he's just like, hey man, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't think I want this anymore. And I was like, hold on, man, like chill, like where you at? Let me, I'll come pick you up. Like just let me know. And dude, it was like, it's at the same time, you know, kind of like you were talking about, like our the way that our parents dealt with it. It's also, it's also kind of like the same way that I dealt with it because I did really know or like I, I had an understanding of somewhat of what he was talking about but I, I just didn't know how to respond to it or how to yeah like how to help them in that moment. And all I remember is is him going, you know, I'm just I might talk to you later. And then he just hung up before I even could say anything else to him. I was like started calling all of our like all of our other friends texting. I was like, hey man, I need every single person to call him right now. Yeah. Just let him know that you think about him. Just like, cause I, where he's at right now is he feels like he's the only one. Yeah. Like going through it that, um, like he doesn't have a reason or, uh, to like continue going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I was saying though, like it just, even though when I saw like, even some posts from prior to that event where he was, I was like, man, something's off. Like, let's just look for attention and stuff like that. You know, better safe than sorry. You know, take the time. That's all it costs you is time. Just check on your your brothers and sisters, cousins, family, friends. If you know, you feel something that you see some or hear something that they say that it seems off to you, just check. Yeah. Thank you, Mason. I I want to I want to kind of ride on that uh, coattail. Um, if you're gonna be there for them, be there for them. Um, there's a lot of times where we say that we're for, we're there for them, but we're half-assed there. You know what I mean? Only when it's convenient for us, or for me at least. Whenever it's convenient for me, then then I'll be there. And so that's one things that I want to express in this podcast today about mental health is that we as Polynesians we need to be there when we say we're going to be there because there's a lot of times like you know it's the story the story that, that Mason just shared there's a lot of times that we we, we never know what, what one of our tokos are going through. Yeah you think somebody is okay but they're really not. Yeah and so what, for, for my last words in this podcast for, for, for at least talk about the things that are, are uncomfortable be uncomfortable because those times you just never know when that's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen to all of us, but it's it it's it's there. And us as Polynesians, we we can no longer I feel like 
go on with his life with with thinking that, oh, that's just a mind game. You're what you're going through. That's 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 something that you're going through. That's only you. But that's how they feel. It's only them, you know. And I feel like uh, to break that cycle, we just need to talk about the things that are uncomfortable. You know, with a lot of trauma in our lives, I feel like I've been through a lot of trauma. Um, we need to talk about those things. We need to talk about. Um, if this is kind of a little off topic, but safe sex, we got to talk about um, sexual assault. We need to talk about those things. And those things that, that I feel like will normalize this process of, of being there and, and having a healthy uh, mindset in mental health is just being there and being able to be there for the people that are. And one of the biggest things, especially, so you're especially for somebody who's know um dealt and been through like depression is being there for somebody who's going through it is even is one of the biggest things you can do just knowing that there's somebody there like if you need them helps a lot yeah yeah man um like i said i'm not sure if you guys heard me but you know what i mean <laughs> you got to show your offers bro um show your offers to to fucking anybody um, you know what I mean? Show love to, especially, especially, um, like, uh, like we were saying, especially to like our probably brothers and sisters and, you know what I mean? I'm like, I know like we mentioned Tongans and shit, but you know what I mean? Like we're not trying to generalize it to just Tongans, you know what I mean? Is like everybody. this is everybody, you know what I mean? Like we got our Samoan brothers and sisters, we got our white brothers and sisters, our, you know, our Miko, our Spanish brothers and sisters and shit, you know, everybody, you know what I mean? Just show off us to everybody. And uh, which also leads me to our um, this last next little, little last little note. Um, it just says right here: people don't don't often get the mental health services they need because they don't know where to start. Um, if you don't know where to start, you know what I mean. It says you can talk to your primary care doctor or another health professional about mental health problems, and you can ask them to connect you with the right <laughs> mental health services. If you do not have a health professionals, a health professional who is able to assist you, um, you can use this uh, this number. Uh, which the number is it's the SAMHSA Treatment Referral Helpline, uh, which their number is one eight seven seven SAMHSA seven or one eight seven 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 two six four seven two seven, and you can get general information on mental health and locate treatment services in your area and uh keep in mind you know this is all anonymous you know what i mean if you feel like you can't talk to your brothers your sisters your parents or anybody feel like you can't talk to anybody call this number um please call this number you can speak to a live person monday through friday from 8 a.m to 8 p.m eastern eastern standard time um but yeah you know what i mean if you feel like you can't talk to anybody around you if you feel like no one understands you give this number a call um get the help that you deserve and that you need because at the end of the day, like, like we all need help. You feel me? Yeah. And so that's the end of our podcast. Thank you for joining us on 5400 South.